There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. Good morning. Good morning, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations. What's going on, Tully Louise? Nothing. It is Saturday. It is hot, I think, today. And I've got nothing on this weekend. We love that, actually. Actually, no, I do. I've got something on tomorrow. We are walking in the Royal Children's Hospital fundraising walk. So have that and then pretty much a free weekend. I love that we're actually doing that because a few episodes on our 10 things you didn't know about me, uh, I'm really passionate about the Royal Children's Hospital. Yes, 100%. I spent a fair bit of time there when I was a teenager. Yep. So, My sister spent time there, actually. She had croup really bad. And yeah. She got to hospital for like three weeks. So it's definitely a great cause and we are very, very, very lucky that we have such an amazing hospital here in Melbourne. Yes, that is correct. Yes. Now, I think we should just jump straight into this intro because it is a jam-packed episode. I have to apologize for a few outside noises. We did record in um, Harrison's studio. Studio. Uh, We wanted to and there are a few outside noises, but we're hoping that Matt can do his thing and edit those out. Sorry, Matt. And it is an amazing episode. And from the title, you can see that if you want to build a winning business, this episode is for you. Yeah, 100%. So a little background about Harrison. I did mention this on the podcast. Harrison has been mentioned on Curious Conversations before Mm -hmm. when we interviewed Rocky Raffaella, uh, Rochelle. She said that he was a key part into building her business and brand from not scratch, but like he just came in. The foundations. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. He set the foundations, which he talks about in the podcast. And We've wanted to have him on the podcast for a very long time. Yeah. So basically what Harrison has done previously, he has built some of the biggest and most iconic brands in Australia, i.e. Cotton On. Cotton On, the Rip Curl Group. Yeah. And he has expanded these businesses outside of Australia. Yeah. And has developed like an unparalleled level of success for these businesses. So he knows what he's doing when he is building a brand, building a business and how to make a business profitable. Yeah, 100%. So it's just all about setting the foundations, which he mentions Mm -hmm. a lot in the podcast. And I think you guys are going to get a lot out of it. Sarah and I have started working with him and it is the best thing we have ever done. Ever done. Um, Very grateful for you, Harrison. So thank you. I think we should just dive straight into the episode. Hope you guys love it. We are wanting to do a part two of this because there is so much more that we want to talk about. And if you've got any questions for Harrison, please DM us in the Instagram because we will add them into the part two when we record. Enjoy. Ciao. We've we've just switched the mics back on because Harrison wants to leave on a note. So let's No, well look, okay, when we first spoke about this, yep. we um you guys said to me, you've got a lot of listeners. Um who could probably get a fair bit of value. There's a lot of a lot of uncertainty going on, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, yeah, cool. Um, I would love to help because yeah. that's important to me as a as a human. Um, I like to help. Like I've always, it's just always been in me. I, I just I just dig it, right? And so that's why I'm at this part of my career. Um, and then I was like, cool, I want to write something that if I get hit by a bus, at least they take oh something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least they take yeah. something, yeah. right? Like, so this is Harrison's legacy, then. No, no, it's not my legacy. <laughs> it's just, just, just for, just for this year, right? Yeah. Okay. If you're going to do anything, do it with a full heart. Give it everything you've got, and don't look back, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. There are going to be good days. There will be bad days. 
there will be days that you doubt yourself. Hold that full heart. Hold that focus. Remind yourself of who the fuck you are and keep pushing. Outwork your self-doubt. Don't worry if it doesn't always look good. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing. Don't worry and don't compare what you're doing to what anyone else is doing. Stay on track. Consistently do the most important thing first. Mm-hmm. I've sat on both sides of the fence. I've been a decision maker for the largest businesses imaginable and I've led enormous teams and I've also sat alone staring into my two empty palms looking for answers, looking for something. Mm -hmm. I've missed out on fun, missed out on parties. I've sacrificed a social life. I've sacrificed notoriety. I've sat on both sides of the fence. And let me tell you, there is no greater rush, nothing better than when you pour your heart and soul into something. Don't be afraid to fail. Just keep fighting. Build a bomb-proof strategy. Nail the structure and the processes so you have a well-oiled machine. Don't give up. Stick to the plan. Mm -hmm. Don't compare yourself. Don't compare what you're doing with what anyone else is doing. And remember who the fuck you are and keep pushing. Oh, I love that. I feel like we need to put that at the start of the podcast. I uh, know, that's what yeah, I thought. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Harrison. Hello. Hi. How, How special to actually have you on the podcast with us. Yeah, this is fun. It's new. It's new? It's new, yeah. You said you're a little bit uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. <laughs> that's okay. This is, this is uh, yeah, I, I've, been, I've been able to navigate um, – being kind of under the radar for, you know, 20-odd years, mm. um, which I like. I'm an introvert by nature, so I like to just kind of do my thing, get yeah. on with it, roll my sleeves up and walk quietly out. I feel like if there's anyone that listens to Careers Conversations, <clears throat> they would have actually heard about you in our podcast with Rochelle. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so we yeah. had Rochelle on and she yeah. was saying one of the key parts of her growth in her business was yep. having you come on board in her business in the yep. first few years and help yep. her grow. Yeah. So the people are familiar with Harrison. So we naturally we wanted you on the podcast to yeah. drill, grill you with our questions. Yeah. In, in your own words, Yeah. what do you do for brands? Oh, um, okay. I, uh, in my own words, what do I do? Um, look, but, at my core, what what I try and do is help good folks win. Mm-hmm. Like that is, that's my uh, that that's my most important. That sits at the top of the apex for me. Mm-hmm. That's if I'm providing value for for businesses and brands and and helping good people win, then I am happy as a pig in poop, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 me at ten. Mm-hmm. Um, what that looks like, I've got this uh, 20-odd year career, let's say, in um, large corporations, large brands, but we're talking like proper large. So, um, you know. Can you give us an example of one? Um, like an example would be, say, say board writers, right? So yep. I used to work for the, the corporation that owns uh, Quicksilver, Roxy, DC Shoes, Rosignol, like the list goes on, right? Um, and then obviously the um, surf, skate, um, lifestyle piece. Um, I joined them a lot of years ago when there was no such thing as a lifestyle brand. Um, and then I was part of the, the global team for them. Um, and, yeah, basically we, we created the merchandise ranges and um, – key messages to market um, across 114 countries and, you know, I don't know, two to two to three billion dollars. Wow. Kind of that kind of thing. Yeah. um, My background is in uh, design initially. Um, But, yeah, I I mean, ultimately I I help um, businesses by coming up with 
uh, either the process that supports growth. Yep. So all of the back-end stuff that needs to be in place, all the foundation, like if you mm-hmm. consider it that way, um, and or depending on what's going on, sometimes both, um, build an identity that can go across markets or increase market share in your current market. Mm-hmm. So it's like what are the processes that you need in place to, to be really successful for you to actually go and win? Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've, yeah, I've been able to do it quite a few times at, at a pretty good run rate um, and now I've gone private yeah. helping businesses understand what it is they've got to do, mm-hmm. what it is that they need to put in place, why that's important um, and then help them help them chase potential. Yeah. Like that's the really big one for me. It's like potential and yeah. and you need identity off the side of that, right? Because um, and we'll probably get into it, but from a from anyone who's selling a product or a service, you know, ultimately there needs to be a there needs to be a bit of a heartbeat, right? Mm. There needs to be a pulse. There needs to be um, a personality behind it. Yeah. And quite a lot of folks talk about brand personality, but it's like what actually is brand personality? Like, yeah. What is it? What does that look like? And what does it look like for your brand or business? Mm-hmm. Um, and it should be distinct. It doesn't need to be different. It just needs to be distinct. Um, and I help them navigate that. And I've got a team that help deliver some of that as well, you know, photographers and graphic designers yeah. and that whole bit. So we deliver it a, um, at a really high level, um, mm-hmm. like really high level. Uh, and, yeah, and then we just... Go and help. Yeah, nice. How does a brand distinct themselves? Say, think of a a local gym or a local apparel company. What are some examples of, for people who are listening that have Mm. businesses, what do you mean by that? Um, Distinction, well, okay, let's put it this way. Do you know, uh, if we take, say, rag trade out of it completely, we take business out of it completely, um, if we consider you guys as someone who's going to introduce one of your mates to another one of your mates to potentially be a romantic mm-hmm. couple, right? Yep. How are you going to explain what makes this person great for that person? Mm-hmm. Their qualities. Sure. Okay. And they could be Their made strength. up of what? Yeah. yeah. Characteristics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it could be, like, what they look like. It could be how they actually act, whether or not they're super respectful, whether Mm -hmm. or not, you know, um, really articulate, really intelligent, whether or not they've got a great job. Like, the list goes on, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not ever uh, one thing, but it's this group of things that makes that personality. I think I spoke to you guys about this uh, uh, once before. And it was like, okay, so how would you describe me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was like... And whatever it is that you use to describe me, is it is what it is, right? But the important thing is that uh, we want that level of distinction. So we don't want differentiation. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be different just for different sake because ultimately a car needs to have four wheels, right? Yep. Okay, so going and deci- designing this car that has five wheels just to make it different is done Mm -hmm. okay you're not going to win you need qualities in the car that make it uh distinct from the other ones some people it will resonate with some people it won't yeah so fine the ones who it does they will grab onto it and they'll hold onto it and they'll love it and they'll tell their friends about it and that's that's how you create momentum Mm -hmm. they'll be like hey i want to advocate for this brand for this business for this experience I loved it because of X, Y, Z and they go and basically spruik your business for you. That's mm. how, you know, for hundreds of years, that's how it's been being a merchant, you know, whether or not you're selling a service or a product. That's, that's how it works. They're the fundamentals, right? Mm. And, and you don't want to fall into the trap of just doing a product. Yeah. Yep. And that's why you need a personality. That's why you need identity. Yeah. Because if it's just a product... If it's like, hey, I do this thing and I do this thing really well, it's like, cool, but that's a pure transaction. Yeah. So what happens after that? Yeah. 
they, they can compare it to something else. They can go somewhere else. They yeah. don't need it. There's no connection there. And uh-huh. do you think, and that was one of my questions for you, do you think a lot of businesses that don't have a brand identity are just focused on the monetary transaction? Yeah, yeah. Not- they're stuck at the bottom of that funnel. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's a huge risk potentially when, uh, particularly when uh, money isn't as uh, flexible or fluid mm-hmm. as it has been in 2020, 2021 and yeah. summer 2022. Yeah. That's something I learned from you the last few weeks. It's mm-hmm. like how even in marketing terms you're like don't make everything a monetary transaction. Mm. Introduce the brand, say Tully Lou to people. How do you want to introduce Tully Lou to people? Yeah. What yeah. what values do you want to like allude to the people? So just to just, sorry to cut you off, yeah. right? But just to be really clear for everyone, mm. money, the the business part of it, mm. it does come down to money, not sales, but what does mm. it come down to? Value. No. We spoke about this a couple Sales. of weeks ago. Sales. Money, money. money. Thank you. Profit, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so from a business perspective, gross profit is Key. absolutely critical. Yeah. That, is, that is the sole purpose of a business, business. Yes. or a yeah. corporation mm-hmm. is to produce a profit mm. for an owner or shareholders. Yeah. That's the definition. But, yeah. but when it comes to brand introduction, yeah. Yeah. they are completely separate. Yeah. If you're introducing your brand with – a deal with a promotion with a discount i i feel bad because i know that's not going to go your way medium to long term the discount tell, tell people why um okay because you're not building uh, okay if we think about brands that actually stand the test of time mm-hmm. okay so so think about a business um that has lasted more than 10 years, that actually is iconic, okay? We just spoke about this. What's a brand you can think of? We discussed Levi's. In Levi's, yeah. Sure. Great. Okay. Great. So, so, so say Levi's, right? Levi's have been around for 125 years-ish, mm-hmm. I think. I'll get my maths right. Something so, like that. It'll be about that. a long that. time. So, some denim yeah. geek's going to jump yeah. on and go, yeah. it's 146. <laughs> it's like, but no, it's, um, they've been around for a really long time, right? Yeah. And that doesn't come down to the fact that um, that they just no. Actually, you know what? Let, let let's 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 do a different example because Levi's is like really far reaching yeah. for yep. a lot of people, right? Like, say so, Nana Judy. They've been around for like fifteen years. Fifteen years, yeah, right? Okay. Now they've got a they've got a bit of a cult, mm-hmm. right? Like folks who wear that mm-hmm. that that brand. Are into it, mm-hmm. like that. That's part of their their tribe, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Dress kind of similarly. That's their vibe, right? And they have trust and faith that when Nana Judy drop a range, that if they wear that and go to the pub or to the club, whatever, they might get a compliment and they might feel good, mm-hmm. right? So, so they've aligned their feeling of great and feeling um, comfortable. The way they dress mm-hmm. yep. with that brand, they've they've tied it together. Okay, if you compare that to, um, say, 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 what's a pure transaction? Like a discount, pure transaction. Yeah, would be. I wouldn't give know an example. I wouldn't know an example. Does it have to be apparel? No, pure no, no, transaction. It could be anything. Yeah. Far out. Grocery stores because yeah, it's a necessity. Some, yeah, food. Yeah. Chocolate. Could you say Cadbury? Okay, so what, why would you buy – what chocolate do you buy? Do you buy chocolate? Yeah, yeah I buy Lint, but not Cadbury. <laughs> so Cadbury. <laughs> okay, why? Why don't you buy Cadbury? I buy Lint because it's more premium. It's probably a little bit healthier than Cadbury. Cadbury yeah. is too sugary for me. Yeah. What would you say? Um, I prefer the square blocks of Lint. And, oh, yeah. and do you know what? It's a bit more luxe. Yeah, to okay. be honest. Some people like Panna. Yeah. True. Right? Some people swear by Cadbury. Yeah. Some people are going to be listening to this and going, how dare you say that yeah, about yeah, Cadbury yeah, dairy yeah. milk, yeah. right? Like I can already hear yeah. it. Now, why? Why are you choosing Lint? Why am I choosing Panna? Why is someone else 
choosing Cadbury. So your, there's kind oh, of preference. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. values but, as a person. Yeah, but yeah, also yeah. I think about it and I go, Panna, Panna Organic, I'm mm. pretty sure that's in their name. Yeah. Right? And I go, well, I'm going to be a bit cheeky but I'd rather have at least something Healthy organic if I'm going to have something yeah. a little bit cheeky. Yeah. So I go, oh, that makes me that mm-hmm. makes me sleep at night, you know. it's it's So that's for me. For you guys it's a little bit more luxe, it's a little bit more special. Mm-hmm. Ultimately it's all chocolate. Yeah. What you don't want to do is go in, out into the world, invest a ton of money and introduce yourself as, hey, we do chocolate. Mm-hmm. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. yeah, there's like plenty of competitors. I've already got chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come out, you say, we sell shoes. Uh-huh. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. yeah. Who cares? There's lots of shoes. Uh-huh. I don't care. What else? And if you come out and say, hey, we've got shoes and you can have it for $20 off with free shipping, Guess what? That's transactional. Pure transactional yeah. and they are definitely going to forget you. Yeah. The ones who are coming out and saying, hey, this is what we're making, this is the way we make it, sustainable, this are on trend, best colorways, relevant, et cetera, mm-hmm. the money's got nothing to do with it. But all of a sudden I'm like, oh, Oh, yeah, I, that resonates with me. Yeah, it's creating I mean, a story. Yeah. And this is what I was trying to allude. That, that's that yeah. piece, yeah, it's a right, like transaction versus and and this piece around introduction and making it around money or saving yeah. is is a trap. It's um, This is what I was trying to allude to before with when you were like gross pro- profit. Mm. I was like. But you also have to focus on your customers and what other value you can give them, not just the transactional one. Yeah, and when we spoke about uh, value, mm. we I think I, I actually remember the conversation because we ended up speaking about um, meeting someone at the club for the mm-hmm. first time on the yep. pub, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm old school, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like the whole kind of Tinder piece is like <laughs> it's 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 lost on me. But like imagine we're back in the nineties, right? And you go to a uh, a venue mm. and you're single and you go and meet someone, right? The the value that someone's going to offer you isn't that night. Mm. Potentially. Isn't on the, isn't on the first introduction. Correct, mm-hmm. and and you don't want to give it all up on the first night, so to speak, mm. right? Because are you tr- if uh, unless you're trying to get, uh, unless that's what you want, but assuming, and this is the way the conversation was, assuming you're looking for a long term partner in life, then why would you go straight to hey, just come back to my place now? Mm. You'd want to actually understand what it is about them that makes it tick. You want to form some type of some type of connection. Mm. You need that eye contact. You need that that vibe. You need that banter. You need that that cat and cat yeah. and mouse chase. Yeah. Like yeah. that's that they're the ones that create that spark, mm. right? It's not this pure transaction. This is this is what I want to do. Do you want to do it? Are you in? No. Okay. Next one. This is what I want to do. But it's like yeah, all of those people who go and do that are all the ones that end up like super single at 55, mm. right? Yeah. And they're the brands, the brands that go out and and focus introduction and focus their communication strategy on price, they will end up the same as that kind of um, single mm. single person that's lonely at the end going, fuck, this doesn't work. I could get yeah. a close-up shot now. So and, and, it's, and it's purely because they didn't form meaningful connections. They didn't – they don't have a group of people, customers, audience, that actually give a fuck about the brand mm. because you haven't given them anything to give a fuck about. How do, how do you do that? What are some questions <clears throat> you have to sit down and be like prompts that we can give people now if they run a business and they're like – but how the fuck do I do that? Well, it always will come down to value. What value are you bringing back to someone for whatever it is that you do, mm-hmm. right? And it's um, quite often, quite often, it's not purely okay. Let's use a rag trade, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, we were talking. I think we spoke about. Um, were we talking about content? 
We've spoken Maybe. about content a little bit. Yeah. And, and sorry, actually. So we can we, use Telly Lou as a reference. Yeah. We can use us. Yes. Yeah. So what, what did, when we spoke about this mm-hmm. last week or, or the week prior maybe, it was what were we talking about? We were saying it's not always just about uh, transactions, trying to sell an item. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like how do, how do you guys as, a, as business owners, as brand owners, offer value back to people who are following your brand, right? Mm-hmm. You've through got, education, yep. styling 101, yep. and the third one was community, connection. Yep. Yeah. And this is the thing. If you can go and deliver those, then there's only one place to go and buy black legging. Yeah. Mm. Irrespective of price. You mm-hmm. could be $4 more, $4 less. It wouldn't, wouldn't make a fucking difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, but because they they actually value that, it's that that whole piece of um, they make me a little bit better. They make me a little bit more comfortable. They make me a little confident. bit happier. They make me a little bit more confident. Um, you know, the fact that you've got this wider size range mm. is really important. Mm-hmm. So then you think about okay, so so what do you guys have from an education perspective that you can provide to people? Because people do look up to brands and they should look up to brands and say, hey, what's cool? Mm. What, what am I supposed to be wearing? Yeah. Like think about it. Like it's, it's are we really going to say that a, a fashion brand shouldn't be kind of perceived as cool? Yeah, because the one thing we were saying to you last week was I find I do the most of the content for us and I was like, how the fuck do I educate our customers about clothing? Yeah. I find it hard. It's like... Do we, no, that's okay. Um, do we, I had another beauty business and I found beauty stuff was way more easy to educate. Fifi, Sarah finds it super educational, but someone that's got a clothing brand, how the fuck do you educate our customers? Well, what do they give a fuck about? They give a fuck about how they look yeah. and are they dressed well? Yeah. So show them. And that's what we show were saying ways of do doing this week. It. We're like doing styling 101. Like that's why stuff. people follow stylists. Yeah, mm. true. Because they're like, oh, help me understand. Mm. It, but, you know, and that's not just, that's that's universal, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I'm sure somewhere on my Instagram feed there would be a person on that that I look to and I go, oh, yeah, that, oh, that, that's pretty cool. I'll just leave that. And it latently just kind of yeah. just mm. sporadically comes into my feed. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. you know, but your job as brand owners is to be the the beacon, the light at the top. Mm. It's the same as if you had a PT business and you're not providing impact around what it is to be healthy and capable, I I reckon you're doing it wrong. Mm. What's an example of that? But like, think about why do I go and have a like uh, me personally? I've got mm. a, I've got a coach for running, right? Yeah. I, I run. Uh, I guess generally speaking, a lot mm-hmm. in comparison to kind of normal, right? Now I've got a coach and, and the coach obviously provides a a running structure for me, but also provides Holds a, accountable. other 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 values. Mm. Uh, he, he's valuable in other ways that isn't just the programming. One is, yeah, absolutely, accountability. He's on my Strava all the time. He knows what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, if I did it right, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not... Um, I'm not able to fuck around with it. I have to do what is on there. So that accountability piece is critical. The second piece is helping frame structure around the rest of my life. He's having conversations with me about am I getting enough sleep for recovery? Mm-hmm. No one else in my life is providing that kind of feedback and, and, and the, the hard data to say that, yeah, you need between seven hours and 15 and seven hours and 30 minutes of sleep a day. Mm. And for someone like me that works as much as I do, that's, that's new, mm-hmm. right? He provides that context. He, then he's like, oh, hey, you know, and, and it's like layer on layer. He's talking to me about my diet choices. He's talking to me about um, whether or not I'm drinking alcohol and, and all of this kind of stuff. He's providing value around the whole piece, which is finding and chasing potential, Mm. athletic potential, right, Mm -hmm. because that's ultimately what I have him for. He is my beacon for my athletic potential, okay? You guys as fashion brand owners, your fucking job, okay, is to help people look good, feel fucking great, Mm -hmm. okay? So it's not just about selling a black legging. How do you help people 
look good, feel good, and go and win a day. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where you need to not double down, but you need to make sure you're doing that. Same as makeup artists, makeup artists or, or, or cosmetic brands. It's not it's not about the product itself. I mean, obviously there's a transaction that has to take place. You have a look at all that content. It's how to. Mm-hmm. That's what we look to people for. That's why people used to have Vogue magazine. For inspiration. What's cool? Yeah. Show me. Mm. Like we've lost track of this. We've got all the fucking tools. Yeah. Right here. Yeah, in our phone. In our phone to, to provide all of this information, mm. all of this education. And it's like we don't know what to do with it anymore. This is the thing. It. And I have to empathise with other business owners because I was having a chat to a friend this week and I said to tell, and for business owners listening, it's often so hard because you're so in it yeah. that you can't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. So it's, and you don't know the structures that are missing. Yeah, exactly. You so don't, yeah, 100%. It's so nice for someone with an outside perspective to yeah. come in and be like, look, this is what you need to do, 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 do. and you're yeah. like, Fuck, I didn't even think of yeah. that. Yeah. But what's some of the hard data that every business should know? Before you answer that, I just also want to add mm. something in. If people are listening and they want to start a business, mm. these are the stuff that they should be imp- implementing into mm. their business before they get into it. We're an example of a 10-year business that hasn't been doing this. Yeah. So if someone's listening and they're a first-time mm. business owner because yep. there will be a lot of people listening this is such valuable information so you don't yeah. get to a point where we were and we're like, fuck, we weren't doing this. Do you know what? I do this on a personal level anyway with my, like, in therapy. It's, like, yeah. all about your your personal identity. What values do you align with? How do you mm. want someone to feel? So you can do it in any any aspect of your life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um but I don't know how I'm – so do you want me to answer the yeah, piece around Sarah's what they need yeah, to do? Yeah. I want the data question for business owners, mm-hmm. what some of those hard tangible data and tools that they should all be looking at to see where business they can – growing. Yeah, not even growing, where they can do better, mm-hmm. what's going well. Okay, the, the place that a business owner has to start, mm-hmm. okay. Now, I'm going to throw this out there and if it triggers any of the listeners – I apologise, but just pause, look inwards, and I challenge you to just try it, okay? If you are going to tell anyone that you're a business owner and you don't look at and understand extremely well a P&L, so a profit and loss statement, and you're not hyper aware of what every line means, what actions you take and how they impact that P&L, mm-hmm. stop calling yourself a business owner because you're not. Mm-hmm. Fair. Okay? Yet. Mm-hmm. I just want to dig in. Yet. We just started doing this like four weeks ago because Harrison, you've told us <laughs> we, <told laughs> we, we need to do it. We've but had no, accountants yeah. do it. The, the purpose of a business, like I said before, if we're talking business, a business is supposed to generate a profit, yep. okay, for the owner or for the shareholders. There'll be t- within the life cycle of a business or a brand, there will be moments where you know that you're not going to be profitable and there might mm-hmm. be very good reason. You might be investing. You might be in a, in a growth phase. You might have to reinvest to be able to get it to a next level. Like there's, there's a whole bunch of reasons, but... If we look at it from a 30,000-foot view, you, you should be aiming to generate a profit, okay? Now, the scoreboard in this game of business, okay, is the P&L statement. Yeah. So if you've got a family member who does your BAS statements or you've got an accountant or what, th- these should be generated I would imagine some people would get it once a year, some people would get it once every quarter, some people would get it once a month. It just depends on how acutely aware you want to be of the score. We were doing it once a year and now we do it weekly. Weekly. <laughs> so yeah, once a week is is, a lot, probably. is probably a lot. I think there's other ways that you can report in the week. Mm-hmm. 
um, and we'll get to that. But the, the P&L statement for those who don't know what it is, I mean, Google it, you'll probably see 6,000 iterations of them. Some of them are relatively simple. There might only be, I don't know, 12, 13 mm. lines on it. Other ones might be a little bit more complex and there might be 25 lines. But but ultimately, imagine, visualise everyone if 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 you're not familiar with it, top line would be your gross sales, so the, the transactions in total that you made for any mm-hmm. given period, and then it goes down in lines from like one to, say, ten. And on its way down, um, all of your costs come out of it, so your cost of goods, so, you know, what did it cost for you to buy this product and then on-sell it? Mm-hmm. What's the money that's left over after it? Then... What's the money that you have to give to the tax man? Then what's the money that you pay to, um, you know, what are the wages? What are your advertising bills? What are your website maintenance bills? Like what's your rent? Are you paying yourself a wage? What's that? Like, and it goes line after line after line after line. It disappears very slowly. <laughs> no, fast, sorry. Yeah, it does, <laughs> yeah. right? And and this is the thing. Like I, I urge whoever's listening to this, um, um, I hope I didn't hurt anyone's feelings by saying you're not a business owner yet. You, you can be and you will be and I, I always try and leave yet at the end of things because there's always always time to, to learn and get better. But um, ultimately uh, many people get stuck thinking about pure sales and they think they're mm. winning and they get 18 months down the track and they're like, why the fuck can't I pay my mortgage? Yeah. Where's the money? Mm. And it's like I hate that. That like literally hurts. Mm. Like I, 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 it makes me so sad because we've I'm all like, been there. Well, I feel like we definitely have been there. I can't count for people listening, but there'd be a lot of people in the same position. Yeah, and and it happens, mm. right? And it's like it's you don't know everything all the time, right? Mm. Particularly if you're a startup or you did a startup young or you pivoted in COVID and it's like new and it's 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 all new, right? Mm. Like you don't know what you don't know, but. That's what I'm trying to do yeah. now. It's like, hey, we, we've got to at least start there. So no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're going to do, the first point of call is my expectation would be that you have a reporting, like a, a, an overarching reporting system in place, i.e. your P&L, where you are aware of what it costs to run your business and what is coming back in. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's like the absolute base. Mm-hmm. From there, what we want to do is get into a, an operating rhythm yeah. of, hey, at the end of the week, we did X, Y, and Z activities. We posted four times. We pushed $1,000 worth of uh, Google and Meta ads out. We uh, launched a new product range and... Um, we had an influencer activa- activation, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And an EDM. We did all this shit. Cool. What were the results? Mm-hmm. What were the results to the top line sales? What were the results to the actual gross profit? Then you go the week after and you just bank it. Leave it in a place that's very clear, one document. It's got every single week, back to back to back. Week two comes. You go, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't super satisfied with the sales. What we're going to do is we're going to do, I saw this other brand, they did 20% off. We're going to do 20% off too. Mm-hmm. You go do 20%, cool. Sales go up, report on it. Report on your top line sales, report on your gross profit. Report on all of it. What happens to units per transaction? So how big the carts are, right? And we want to know. Like you might get more sales, but the gross profit for that week might be the same or lower than the week before because people were buying at a 20% discounted price. Correct. So then when we get to the end of the month, Mm. okay, or the end of the quarter and we go, hey, did we shift the dial for that gross profit piece? So that that number that lives at the very bottom right-hand corner, okay, Mm. that's the one that we want up. When it's in the negative, it's red. Um, Black could be kind of, we'll just call it no man's land, but we want green. Mm -hmm. We want like bold, green, good numbers, Mm -hmm. okay? Because then it's like, yeah, we're winning. We can reinvest in the business. Mm -hmm. This is how we bring in team. This is how we... um, we do new initiatives like you know you need you need profit to grow as mm-hmm. well sometimes or a lot of the time it's ha- handy now what we want to do 
because we've got all of these weeks of reporting on, hey, we did this activity and it yielded this response and this is the result that we got from three weeks of this, then what happens? We're able to, in real time, with all that knowledge, make really sound decisions moving forward, okay? The thing that I think a lot of people have a stigma with is if I report, you know that thing where you almost don't want to know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you go to the scale. Like you got to weigh yourself sometimes. I do this. I weigh myself like twice a year, right? And it's always like at the back of like a summer holiday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it. And I I literally just put it off. Mm -hmm. Like I don't really care but I don't want a bad number. Mm. It doesn't define me, but I still go, Ooh. You really want to know, but you Folks don't. do yeah, this yeah, with yeah. stuff that uh, yeah, it, might not, it might not be awesome. Yeah. I, I don't, don't my mail. <laughs> don't yeah, don't open it. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm like, I don't yeah. open it. Yeah, yeah. You, get, you get the mail yeah. and there's the one that's like to Harrison Manius and it doesn't say where it's from. No. And like, is that a fucking speeding that's car? Yes. That's yeah. Do I get a, another yeah. parking ticket? Yeah. Like what's that, what have I done now? And then you open it and it's just some random thing and you're like, Okay, we don't want to do that with this. Mm -hmm. We need to run our businesses. This one, this reporting, we have to have a clear cut between emotion and understanding. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, So whatever that beast is, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, you need need to to be aware. Mm -hmm. Okay, because. Today, you might have a shitty number. That's fine. But if you can get enough of an understanding of when I pull this trigger and this trigger and this trigger, I can fix that result. Mm -hmm. That's where the strength is. Mm -hmm. If you think about any of the success, like mega successful businesses. So I I used to work for quite a while uh, with the Cotton On Group. Mm -hmm. And I joined that business when they were like, I don't know, I think they had about 300-ish stores. And when I left, um, I think we had about 1,100 Ooh. thereabouts. Opened a, a ton of new markets with them and, and rebuilt a couple of their brands and, and all of that. Like I was in pretty senior roles doing some fun stuff, massive teams, all of that, right? The reason why that business will continue to be successful, and I know this because I've been in there, the reason why they will continue to be successful is they are acutely aware of where they want to go, Mm -hmm. where they are today, and what they can do to impact how they get there. Yeah. Triggers they can pull. A hundred percent. They know how to trade their business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you don't report on it, you have no fucking idea. So true. No fucking idea. Does it? Does Black Friday work for you? Here's a question, mm. business owners. Black Friday works, but we don't do it at Black Friday. We do it yeah, about we, a month before. So, so define work. We do a warehouse. So tell me how it works. You do a warehouse sale. Warehouse so you sale. sell everything at what? How much off? Up to 60% off. Okay. Twice a year yep. only. And that's been all through our comms that that happens. Yep. But we feel like we don't want to... Have to rely on that. No, compete with other Black Friday. 60% off. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to use like pure, pure numbers because Mm. like a lot of it it understandably and rightfully are private, right? Mm. But I would speculate at a guess. I'm going to throw this out there, okay? And and maybe offline we can go and have a look Mm -hmm. at it. I would speculate if you're selling goods at 60% off, then taking into consideration the cost of those goods initially and then we take into consideration um, business operational costs, mm-hmm. okay, so what it costs to keep the lights on for, for your business, mm-hmm. what it costs to hire the warehouse that you're doing the sample sale mm-hmm. out of, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know how successful that is yeah. in terms of gross profit but in I terms also, of gross profit but if you're liquidating stock to yeah, generate cash to be yeah. able to buy the next yeah. range and that's what it is. sure yeah but in there is there's a fucking strategy what? yeah mm. we've got a plan we know that we need to free up cash yeah you're in control of the bus mm. you're driving it mm-hmm. so you can cop the gp clip no problems yeah. 
But if you're just copying it and you're going, oh, we had a great week, let's go out. Oh, no yeah. way. It's not it's everything like you, up to 60%. It's exactly what you said. It's like clearing old stock because we don't cash want flow. it's fucking sitting there and yeah. it's money. Sure. And a lot yep. of business owners forget that when you've got stock sitting in your stock room or warehouse, that's fucking a lot of money. That's you for So you need yeah. to move yes. it. As it's been there a long time, so we're moving. But, but this is where process is really important, yeah. right? And and what you want to do, if you're operating at a at a higher level, mm-hmm. imagine you are so aware of your stock flow, yeah, and you're so aware of your stock cover, and when the next range is going to get dropped, yeah. mm. that you know that oh, you know what. I don't have to go to 60% off at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I can actually drip feed it at 15% off, mm-hmm. get more GP oh, and yeah, still true. end up at zero stock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you do that, guess what? You Better win. Yeah, 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 yeah. So true. You fucking win. Yeah. But you can't do that if you don't have structure. Strategy. If you don't have a really, really decent plan mm-hmm. and a really, really decent roadmap. Mm-hmm. So that would probably be your number three thing. So we go P&L, we yep. go regular reporting, and we go roadmap. Yep, yeah. Right? They're, they're those three things. They're the – if you do just those, your chances, your likelihood of success will, will be exponentially higher. Yeah. Right? And if by success we say you run a profitable business that you can feed yourself with, that you can pay bills with, that you can grow, like not everyone wants to have these legacy businesses. Yeah. Some folks do. You said, and so they should. Yeah. You said the word grow there and this was one of the questions, common questions that was coming up. Obviously they're processes you need to put into your business so you do grow. But what are some other things that businesses can do to help growth? Because I know that was one thing that we were struggling with a lot was like, okay, and this is some of the things we're doing, but are there other things that we can do to help growth? Can I just say one thing to interject because it was one thing that you highlighted to us. It's like, what's the cost of acquiring a new customer? What's yeah. the cost of fostering a customer? Yeah. And they're two things that you have to yeah. know. Yeah, what, what does your customer acquisition mm-hmm. plan yeah. look like? And what does your customer retention program mm. look like? And, and they don't have to be crazy complex, but they are two very different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and what you do in there... Uh, yeah, yeah, they're very, they're very different processes. For, for so, what was the question? Hey, you want to do know. the retention piece? I don't know. I'm answering that one now online. So what, keep going. Is the person want to grow in what way? No, well, you might as well just answer your question because you're. No, but that's the this person. Mm. I was trying to highlight. There's a big difference in what way you want to grow. Do you want to? Yeah. Well, I just think like for us, for example, let's just keep using Tullyloo, for example. There mm-hmm. was a period there, you know, you get to 10 years and you're doing the things, day-to-day things, and yep. then you get to a point you're like, fuck, we've been doing this for 10 years. How do we grow? But I, I would say that the, the 10 years, if you've been operating for 10 years or five mm-hmm. years and you're at the point now where you're like, hang on, it's kind of similar to year two, mm-hmm. then I would say your, your biggest oh, – it's extremely likely that you lack the structure yeah, which we to did. support mm. growth. Yeah. It's not that you don't have product, mm. but like let's put it this way. Why structure is important? If you don't have decent planning in place from a from a even a stock purchasing perspective, right? You are definitely not going to grow. So mm. I look at it like this. When you purchase a range, and you go and quant- you know you go and quantify your orders that you're going to send to mm-hmm. your production site, right? So when you're doing that, are you you guys personally are you ordering stock based on their retail value? No. What do you mean what? by that? Well, see, I, I look at it and I go, if I had a if I had a clothing brand yeah. myself, and I go, okay, my goal is to uh, make a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, with this, with oh, this yeah, range okay. yeah. for three months. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll then work back. Reverse, I've got to build. I've got to build a range. We've never. Well, done you that. need to buy enough sales. Yeah. yeah. Stock equals sales. And like you don't get money for for your charm. Yeah, if you yeah, want yeah. to make that amount of money, how many pairs of leggings do you have to sell at that price to make Correct. that amount of money? We've never yeah. really done yeah. that. Yeah. So so potentially because mm. of that that one question, mm. what if what if you haven't grown because you've never increased your orders enough? Mm, true. Or what if you haven't grown because you've ordered too high and you've had to liquidate too much stock yeah, at the end at of every 60%. season? Yeah, true. Like these are the, the growth piece 
there's, there's a lot of elements that will go into the growth piece, right? But I think for folks who have been doing something for a while, if they've been doing it for a while and they've been still getting transactions and they've still got loyal customers but they're not seeing the needle go yeah. up, I almost say it's almost like a building, right? Like the foundation can only hold a house so big. So if you want to build a bigger house that doesn't topple over, you mm -hmm. might need to address that foundation piece first mm -hmm. and then build that plan and, and, and basically build up. Yeah. Right? Because I think there's, there's probably going to be a lot of examples where, where folks do things blindly. Mm -hmm. Like they're making decisions and they're going, well, the factory wanted 30 units, so I did 30 units. And I saw this thing on AliExpress and I got them too. And, you know, like we, we do things but we're not, we're not putting it back into a strategy. We're not putting that back into a, into a plan. It's, it's like, like a fast cash 100%. Yeah, so like let's say you go into accessories, you start selling sunglasses and mm -hmm. caps. Cool. At what cost? Mm -hmm. you're, 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 you're robbing your current uh, pool of money that you can order your main range from yeah. for sunglasses and caps. So if the goal is to increase your basket size, which will create growth, mm -hmm. right, because the average transaction is going up. Yeah. So for every transaction, you still got the same amount of people buying, but they're spending more. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a goal. So maybe sunnies and caps could be a good decision. Mm -hmm. You might turn around and go, oh, you know what, we sold out of stuff. And we're going to order double the amount of stock. Cool. But in that particular product, is there double the audience? Yeah. Is yeah. there or not? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? If the answer is no, then you get trapped with ex excess stock. Mm -hmm. You're better off building a coordinate, building a, a crop that goes with the legging. So the 1,500 units of leggings yeah. that you sold, you sell them Adding as coordinates yeah. and your average basket goes up, mm -hmm. you make more money off the same amount of customers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? There's a way to grow. Yeah. So, so you can dissect a transaction in, in a couple of different ways. I also go, if you want to grow, some people are going to turn around and go, oh, you know, I, I saw this, this YouTube video and, and this this handsome person was saying, oh, that they'll give us 10 times growth and they've done it 50 times. Here, take my money, go. And it's like, okay, invest your $10,000 a month on ads, no probs. Their job isn't scale. Their job isn't growth. Their job is introductions. Yeah, mm -hmm. which okay. you call handshakes. I do call handshakes, mm -hmm. yes. That's, yes. And it's because their job is to get you as many introductions mm -hmm. with new people mm -hmm. as possible or reintroduce you to people who have dropped off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that reacquisition piece. Yeah. That's their fucking job. The win comes from your ability to convert those customers. If you can't convert them, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like Which that's is the, the hardest thing in 2023 yeah. is getting new customers. Dude, absolutely. Yeah. 2023 is going to be… We said you're tough. Yeah. No. no. I mean, okay. That was the word Power that we said. Yeah. So, and I, I pulled like, you up on it when we first… You wrote like, it in the email though. I probably did. You did, you did. No, but we did say it. So I, I look at 2023 as there's this old saying where it's um, you know who the pretenders are when the tide goes out. Yes. Right? And it's like it's under that premise of when the tide goes out, whoever's not wearing bathers is mm -hmm. going to get exposed, mm -hmm. right? That's exactly what's going to happen in 2023. Yeah. Like I, I, I say it um, with a smile on my face not because I like the idea of people not winning, mm -hmm. but I do like the idea of rats getting exposed. 100%. Like I do. Like yeah. I genuinely do because I watch it. I engage with brands. I talk to businesses that are turning over more than a billion dollars and I talk to businesses that are generating 10K, mm -hmm. right? Like I see the whole, the whole scale, right, yep. on any given week. Mm -hmm. And how many of them are leaking money because they're doing one activity in that whole advertising space and they're not seeing the results. Like I put it this way, if you've only got 10 units of stock, mm -hmm. let's say you sell um, let's say you sell luxury cars, 
okay? Let's say you sell, I don't know, a, a fucking really expensive car. Mm-hmm. You've only got 10 of them and you engage an advertising agency and they go and say, yeah, we're going to 10X your business, dude. We're going to push out this ad to 15 million people across Australia. Watch us go. Goes to 13-year-old girls, 16-year-old boys. They can't afford the car. They don't even have a fucking licence. Mm-hmm. I don't care about those introductions. Mm. Okay, what we're going to do, we're going we're to refine the audience six weeks later. Oh, we'll refine it. Yeah, yeah, good. We're going to give it to these people. So we're going to get people who are uh, 45 to 65 in Australia. Watch all of these introductions. I've only got 10 10 units of stock. Mm. I don't need I don't need 100,000 fucking introductions. Mm. Like I don't. I'd be better off investing all of that advertising money, getting someone on some type of retainer and going and handshaking and just networking to sell my my fucking 10 cars. Mm. Because ultimately whoever's going to buy it isn't going to buy it off off Meta. Yeah. yeah. Like no offence Meta, but you're not going to like if you're trying to sell a $400,000 car on Meta, you're an idiot. Yeah. Like, Waste the money. Yeah. yeah. It's a, so, so the introductions piece, mm-hmm. back to the stock, okay, and back to, the, back to the piece around growth, providing that there is a really sound structure and really clear uh, set of KPIs, so KPI is key performance indicator, mm-hmm. so it's like a metric that we can – used to decide whether or not something is or is not successful, mm-hmm. okay? If you don't set up all of those parameters, you are definitely, definitely going to leak money. You're going to have a ton of introductions with people that don't give a fuck mm-hmm. and they shouldn't give a fuck. No offence. If your ad gets served up to me, it's a waste of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Soz. Um, yeah. It just You're is, not wearing right? out black leggings. No, I'm not. Yeah. You know, so, and that's, it's an awesome black legging, don't get me yeah. wrong, but I'm not. Wrong target. It's got to get sent to the right mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. at the right time with the right message. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're trying to get me with a message, get me at gift giving season and wrap it up in a nice ad True. saying, hey, if you know someone who wears leggings, this is the best legging. Great Christmas present. Mm. And you'll win. Yeah. Yes. You'll so get true. growth. Yeah. Because I'll go, yeah, fuck. I don't know what I'm going to get my wife. Mm. She always wears leggings mm-hmm. every single morning. I'll so, get her a couple of pairs. Done. Oh, yeah. it's, got the, it's got the mobile phone holder. Yes, she has a mobile mm. phone as well. Whoa. Right? But if you hit me up with the wrong ad or the wrong introduction and just spray and pray, you lose money down the drain. A hundred percent. Okay. So we have some questions from Instagram. I threw out a little question box. Some of them we've oh, already no. answered. So yeah. I've written about five down. Yeah. So what are some All of these the, years I've been yeah. trying to keep a low fucking pro. <laughs> what are some of the biggest challenges business are going to face this year? Um, okay. I think it's going to just be different. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be um, this this absolute avalanche. It's not going to be this thing where the floor falls out. But yeah. but what what folks need to be aware of is the market has changed. There's not in COVID we weren't allowed to do some of the things that we were allowed to do. So that impacted our lifestyles quite a lot. True. When there's an impact to lifestyle, there's an impact on spending, mm-hmm. what you're going to be spending it on. So, for example, if, if I have a brand that does um, clothes that suit going out, I would imagine that COVID was a little bit tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I was in active Where? sports, mm-hmm. right, then I would imagine COVID would have been advantageous, mm-hmm. okay? That's a fucking reality, firstly. The second reality is interest rates were at an all-time low, yep. so money was more available. The third element was they were literally giving away okay. money, mm, Yeah. okay? The fourth thing, everyone had nothing to do. <laughs> So I'm just sitting on my phone. I'm trying not to fucking go crazy. Home trapped in a 5K radius with three kids <laughs> and a wife running an agency, yeah. stuck in Melbourne, couldn't get out. Like it was just like, oh, my God. So everyone was um, 
getting and gathering information in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. So what I would say for 2023, the game's changed. The game is what it was in 2019. Mm -hmm. I I don't look at it and I I can say this really confidently, I I can't think of a single client that we've got that's going to have a bad 2023. Oh, wow. Well, we know what we know what to expect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We weren't born in like we got twenty years of delivering every single country imaginable, every continent. Like we're ready to go. Like yeah. we know how this goes. It's the folks who are like, oh yeah, it's going to be just like twenty twenty one. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's fucking not. And now you know you're seeing your sales number yeah. drop, 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 mm-hmm. drop, drop. What's going to be critical is. Yeah, go back to what's the what's the foundation? What are the what are the fundamentals that are in place of operating a business and delivering a brand that people aspire to? Mm-hmm. Those two things are still critical. And as off air, you mentioned about services. You said about a plumber, right? Yeah. And it's exactly the same for a plumber, really. Like if you really break it down, that plumber needs to understand where they're making money, where they're not, how they acquire new customers. But ultimately they also need to be able to um, differentiate, not differentiate, but be distinguished from the next plumber. Mm. So what is it that they're doing? And for a plumber, it may not be about cost, right? For a plumber who's servicing... um, say, an established area that has a lot of old people. There might be a, a commercial opportunity for um, what's a suburb in Melbourne, just for example, that has a lot of old people? Is say, it one that's like? Ivanhoe or something. Okay, sure. Yeah. If I was a plumber in Ivanhoe, here's a hack. For whoever's watching, yeah, there's, yeah. there's going to be one plumber that's like, yeah, fuck, I'll do that. But what I would do, I, I look at it relatively pragmatically. I would go, yeah, cool, I'm going to do an ad. I'm not going to serve it on socials because my target audience that I'm looking for is like 50 to 70. Mm -hmm. They're going to be really nervous and under a lot of stress because when I call a plumber, it's generally I've got a problem, Mm. okay? And I might add my introduction to people is not going to be around money. It's going to be around I'm approachable, I'm safe, I will help. They will clock the fucking game, yep. Ivanhoe plumbing. Yeah. Like I guarantee it, right? Because everyone's going to go, yeah, I don't care about that 10 bucks. I just want you to fix this problem. Mm-hmm. Do you know what you're doing? Yes. Do I, care, am I, do I feel safe that you're in my house as a stranger? Yes. Bet. Mm-hmm. Done. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like what's the, what's the message? What is it that you're offering? Mm. Again, it didn't come down to price. Mm. True. Okay, I'm going to go one more. Yep. What are some tips when hiring staff? Um, start at culture. Mm-hmm. Um, culture first. Okay. Um, do they fit uh, the, the culture that you're trying to build within the team? First and foremost, I can train any skill, any skill if I know it. I can train it. If I don't know it, I'll get someone who does mm-hmm. and they will train any skill. Mm. But I need the right vibe. I need the right camaraderie. So, for example, my team, right, if if our entire focus at the absolute apex that I said at the start is helping good people win and they don't fall into that that kind of um, characteristic yeah. of actually being that that person that likes to help they actually care, you know, you need to have a, a reasonable amount of empathy. It will never mesh. Yeah. It will never mesh. And and you need to be able to, particularly with teams, teams, the successful ones, one, have very, very crystal clear understanding of what it is that they have to deliver, the freedom to go and deliver that, but also when it's tough and they need someone to lean on, they need the camaraderie and the support from the person sitting next to them. Mm. So they need to be able to lean on each other and lean on each other. That's the way any team works, even if you go to sports, right? Like you can have the, the best best individual players on a team and they don't win shit, mm-hmm. right? But the ones that have 
really good teams, really good players, not, not the Brownlow medalists, but really good, just almost at that level, but they've got awesome coaching and structure and they've got awesome team camaraderie and they can play together and they can lose together. It's a good example. Guess yeah. what? Yeah. They are unstoppable. Yeah. It's exactly the same as in business. It's exactly the same if you're a plumber. It's exactly the same as if you sell frogs. Mm-hmm. It's not different. Mm-hmm. We need we need people that we can lean on and that we want to play with. Still, always comes down to connection. It does it? Always. Does always. Yeah. We're humans. Like yeah. we're pack animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Mm. Like it's it, it's everything. Mm-hmm. It's everything. And I think I think the whole COVID thing really brought that to life for True. a lot of people who weren't aware of it. You know, as soon as it gets taken away, you realise. Yeah. But but that's everything, mate. We're, we're built to be together and to be able to be resourceful together for each other. Um, and, again, I, I think it's if you build a team, start it culture, start it vibe. Like you want, you would want to have an environment where people are like, happy to see each other, maybe not every day, mm-hmm. got, people get stuff on, but create an environment where people want to be there, can problem solve anything, and if they can't, they can feel comfortable enough to go to someone to ask for help to mm-hmm. problem solve. If you can do that, you're more than likely to have a pretty good team. Yeah. And then your job as a leader is to make sure that you remove as many obstructions as possible so that people can go and be really great. Like you don't want barriers for them, like you want to remove all the hurdles um, and give them the freedom to just go and kick ass. Mm. Like that, if you do that, yeah, you'll have a fucking epic team. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need a part two of this once people listen to this episode and then if they have questions on top of this episode to write in and then maybe we'll do a part two because I feel like we could talk about this forever. There's so many other questions that we don't have time to go through, but I feel like we should do a part two. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you, Harrison. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.